0: This is the Creative Agency Podcast, where we explore the strategies,
1: aspirations, methods, and mistakes
0: behind growing and maintaining a successful creative agency. Hi out there. It is I, Chris Bolton strategy director at a 12-person agency in portland oregon called murmur creative Uh, we're a branding and web agency that focuses on strategic ways to help our clients grow we're also very interested in growing ourselves and that's what inspired me to start this podcast I do apologize for being off the air for a little bit. It's been a crazy busy year and I just moved into a new house with my family. Um, I'm actually speaking to you from my new home office, which just happens to be a refurbished camp trailer sitting in our driveway. It's also a nice upgrade from my son's room, which is where I used to record my intros. Today we're going to talk to Anne Kaufman of FuzzCo. Anne cut her teeth in the agency world as an account director and now runs the Portland branch of FuzzCo. She also recently put on an event here in Portland called Not Not Creative, which featured the voices of account directors and project managers that work in agencies across the city. We're going to talk with Anne about the account director role and why it's so important to agencies, and learn a little bit about Fuzzco and how Anne got to where she is today. Be sure to visit creativeagencypodcast.com and check out the resources page where I recommend books and tools for running a better agency. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the episode and see your positive review on iTunes. Now let's get to the interview. Hello out there. I have Anne Kaufman of FuzzCo with me today in the Murmur studio. Uh, welcome to the show, Ann.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, so we're going to be talking about your role at FuzzCo, where you're a partner running the Portland office. And I also wanted to talk about your experience as an account director. Um, let's start out with you. Um, you kind of have a storied background involving a lot of your marketing and entrepreneurship. Um, can you kind of give me a brief history of your career
1: yeah absolutely um well i uh went to school for business with a focus on marketing uh, back in michigan and when i moved out to seattle i started in the architecture and landscape architecture world um and really learned that that was where i wanted to be Mm -hmm. you know professional services i finally learned what design was (laughs) and realized that those were my people Mm -hmm. um i cut my teeth uh, drafting proposals and pulling together marketing materials um, and managing all of the marketing assets, a lot of the work that you tend to do straight out of college. Um, but I was working in each studio's brand all day, every day, you know, from writing to layout and content creation. And I think that it was at that time that I really started to understand brand um, alongside understanding design at a more fundamental level. Then I might. Career starts to take a sort of pivot. Um, I was working a lot in the landscape architecture world, where the conversation around smart city development, bike lanes are starting to go in. We're talking about European standards and styles of biking, and I, a hundred percent, fell in love. Um, but was living in Seattle, where the bike culture was driven by you know, two thousand dollar bikes and full kits and aggressive riders, and I just I didn't want to do that. So. I started a clothing line for women that wanted to bike, um, oh, nice. and this was right when you know all of the Lululemon is taking off and some of that um, f-leisure wear trending is happening, mm-hmm. but during that time, I started to become more connected to the broader design community in Seattle and was able to work with some of the city's emerging talent from photographers and stylists to graphic designers, art directors, pattern makers, seamstresses... And it really just got me energized around building community bigger than one in one lane, Um, as well as started to understand that the thing that I was loving about what I was doing was about building the brand. As much fun as it can be to go to a factory and try and figure out how to make something at a certain price point and make the business work, I loved that too. But at some point, um, while we were getting a lot of publicity, it just wasn't a sustainable business or a business model that I was interested in growing or trying to figure out fashion is a really hard, yeah. a hard spot, yeah. um, especially as niches only for women that bike. So as I was working on Iva Jean, I was working in a collaborative workspace with about six other independent creatives. And my friend that worked there, uh, who's an interior designer, um, his friend was running a brand and design studio. Um, And they were looking for a studio coordinator. And I was so excited to, you know, pivot back into professional services, back into design. Um, But I knew that I wanted to do it in more of a capacity of brand building. Mm -hmm. And so I took the opportunity. And um, I worked with Kate at Hum Creative for two and a half years. Um, And coming to Fuzzco was a big decision for me. Um, It was a studio that I had admired for years. Um, And I ended up leaving a crew of really talented and kind people. But I saw an opportunity to grow and to learn and to shake things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like something I couldn't say no to. How,
0: how long have you been at Fusco now?
1: I've been at Fusco for about a year and a half.
0: Okay. Where is Fusco out of originally?
1: Fusco is based out of uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And how
0: did the heck did they get to Portland? <laughs>
1: About three years ago, um, someone that was working out of the Charleston office wanted to make the move out to Portland, mm-hmm. and with a strong client base out in the Bay Area, uh, we decided that it would make sense to start a studio out here.
0: So you're, you're a partner now. Did you start as a partner? You started as an account director?
1: So I came in as an account director um, working alongside uh, the current director of the office, it was always the intention that when it was time for him to move on that I would be taking over the office. Gotcha. Yeah. So I became a partner in July of this year.
0: Nice. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. It's an honor. <laughs> so Oh, how long has, has Fusco been around in general?
1: Fusco has been around for uh, more than 12 years.
0: 12 years. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, how many employees
1: right now we have 15 employees. I have, um eight in portland and we have seven in charleston but one of the ones in charleston are actually in boise
0: (laughs) (laughs) so are you doing a lot of collaborating um with the team in charleston or um are you operating pretty independently as a group here in portland
1: well i would say there's two answers to that question Mm -hmm. i work really closely with Josh and Helen mm-hmm. um and we've been able to form such a strong friendship and camaraderie that really helps the two offices feel like one studio mm-hmm. um but on the other hand we tend to run projects out of our own offices gotcha um there's a lot of creative oversight though i think we have a really collaborative and conversational approach. So work that they're doing in Charleston is often shared with me and the design team and the design director, um, and vice versa. Mm-hmm.
0: What are some of the services you guys offer what, and are those services the same in both offices?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we, I think most simply take on branding projects of all sizes, um, from more straightforward visual identities to robust brand extension and development. Um, strategy, uh, websites, packaging, photo, and video. I think, and beyond that, we've been doing a lot more work around product development, so thinking about the work that we're doing with Pretend Store, um, as well as interiors um, with our project called Serious Buildings out of Charleston. Um, The biggest difference between the studios is that most of the development that we do, web development, is based out of Portland, and our photo-video services are based out of Charleston.
0: Oh, interesting. So, yeah, that would make sense. And then if you have a project that has one of those aspects, then you're using the team on the other side to to do that portion of it. Absolutely. Cool. And do you do much outsourcing, or do you sort of have all the talent you need in-house?
1: Yeah, historically and currently, we try to keep all of our projects internal.
0: What What is sort of the structure of of Fuzco, as far as sort of management and account directors and um
1: so both of our offices have you know around eight to nine to ten people depending on um the year or the month my office is run where I work with a Technology director and a design director and we provide a lot of the leadership for the studio in Portland Then we have a team of three designers that have um, You know everything from UX experience to illustration branding. Uh, We really look to bring in diverse talent Um, and then currently um, we have one producer and are typically having anywhere from uh, two around two developers supporting our technology director.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's pretty similar to what we have going on here yeah. as well. What is the what is the pricing like for Fusco?
1: Yeah, we um, have typically taken on project-based fees, mm-hmm. um, but more and more um, we start to work on either utilization or time and materials. It really is um, one of the things that I think is really um, great about working with and working for Fusco is that we are willing to meet clients where they're at and and provide a structure and a framework for the work that makes sense um for their business and for us
0: yeah yeah that's cool yeah um so do you have any many ongoing retainers or are you usually um working on just sort of the project basis or
1: we're all over the map Yeah. (laughs) Um, right now in portland uh we have a really uh we have a retainer partnership with a large foundation out of seattle um but at the same time we're still working on you know really straightforward logo projects and visual identity projects at the same time so Mm -hmm. um i think that it offers our team the ability to work on a really big scale, but then also work fast and quick on a fun project for a local retail store.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about account strategy, um, about the role of account director. What does sort of in your estimation an account director do?
1: Ah. (laughs) (laughs) i think there are about a thousand answers to this question um and that it really varies by studio the scale of studio the makeup of the team the client size the project scope the project size right um but I'm sure that Mary and I could have a conversation all day about how our jobs are exactly the same and different all at <laughs> once. Um, but very broadly, I'd say that an account director advocates for the client goals and needs, um, and that they often take on the role of, um, you know, traditional sales or um, securing new work with clients. But I think at Fuzzco, there's more about it's more about bringing a level of business acumen and entrepreneurship um, or um, entrepreneurialism around the role. Um, and that we and I play a big role in some of the discovery sessions with our client, Mm -hmm. um, you know, asking a lot of questions to best understand the world that they operate in, who they do, what they do for, um, and contributing ideas around, you know, business opportunities or creative ideas. Um, and it, also means working really closely with Josh and Helen, our creative directors, and my design director, Eric, here in Portland, um, and the design team throughout the life of the project to continue to bring that um, perspective and continue to inspire the team about, you know, the client and the work that they're doing and the opportunity that they've given us.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I like that idea of sort of supporting the goals of the client, because it is hard when you're in the trenches as a designer or a developer and you're getting frustrated and you kind of lose sight of things. And it's nice to have someone who's not quite as involved and Mm -hmm. in the trenches and to sort of say, Hey, remember, like, you know, this is what we started out doing. This is what the client's trying to get done. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that, you know, I always think of this one story when I was um, working at my last job at CD baby. Um, We were working with an agency that did analytics work, and I was getting frustrated with the person I was working with and weren't giving me, like, um, sort of the answers I wanted or the help I wanted. And as soon as I had written a frustrated email, it was the first sort of outward frustrated email that I sent... I was suddenly no longer talking to the, um, analytics person. I was talking to the account director, like she (laughs) responded directly to my email and jumped in and like made everything fine. (laughs) And I was like, wow, like that was amazing. Like I was really frustrated and suddenly this angel came in and just made everything. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of thinking of myself like an angel. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I think that, um, specifically at Fuzco and and working with uh, Josh and Helen it's it's constantly about seeing the opportunity in any project you know there's such a uh, passion for entrepreneurship and the business side of things that it's easy to stay inspired around that because we're not just solving for creative you know that's the creative is what solves the problem, but it it goes beyond it goes beyond the brand, um, and I think that we're big contributors, and that our clients look to us for, for ideas that they weren't even expecting to get when they hired us. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. I know we 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 field all questions all the time. Sometimes probably giving answers that we should actually be charging for, but yeah, um, that's the benefits I suppose of engaging with a creative agency.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Very little boundaries.
0: How much, in your experience, how much of the account director's job is sales and how much is keeping clients happy and how much is everything
1: else? Yeah. <laughs> I think that the role should focus on not just keeping clients happy, but helping them be successful, whether that's internally with their own stakeholders or as a business and with the larger goals of the full, the full team. Um, and I think that if you can help communicate that opportunity and advocate for creative that really meets their goals, you end up building bridges. And, and I think you don't have to, um, work very hard at either one.
0: Yeah. Nice. So do you, have you had to do much sort of like cold outreach mm. or, and I don't know, you know, maybe Fusco's reputation just brings you guys' clients by the truckload. I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, um, I would say that the way we operate doesn't feel like traditional sales and mm. that we like to think of it more about creating a vision for the brand that, that we're working with and finding a way to bring it to life, which of course, part of that involves getting paid and selling our services. Um and with all of that said traditional sales can be really painful. Um I do look for reasons to reach out to new people all the time, whether that's a new business opportunity or business insight or general interest and admiration for what they're up to. I mean, when I first came down here, I I don't I don't necessarily think that I left um a meaningful community or a great community in Seattle, but I have a new one that I have an opportunity to build and it was really important to me that I not just meet other designers um, or other partners or um, directors of other studios but I wanted to meet the people that were running my favorite restaurants and the people that were opening my favorite shops and to me those those are the kind of relationships that are uh, so fun so fun to make um, and and build and so anytime I do that, I'm pretty, I'm pretty shameless. Uh, Recently when I was uh, pulling together the not, not creative event, I just cold emailed Curry at Spartan shop and um, asked her if we could use the event space and then asked her if she'd be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think that, you know, those are the kind of, kind of relationships that, uh, that are most important to me and that I think can really um, be beneficial in building community and, in the city that you work in um you know but occasionally i've uh, reached out to people that um, are working on a project that is really interesting to me or they do good work that i feel like is aligned with the work that we do at fuzco but to come back to answer the last part of your question is that um with all that said we take a lot of pride in the fact that we don't have to do a lot of that and Mm -hmm. that we've Built a business and a reputation that um, is rooted in repeat business and referrals and inbound interest.
0: Yeah, I you know that I feel like there's there's a certain amount of social talent that is required of the account director role. Um, I know that our account director Mary has it, um, and she has a lot of what myself and my brother, the owner of Murmur, do not have, which is that sort of fearless uh, (laughs) ability to reach out to people and make connections. And um, it's interesting because, you know, I think that that is maybe not something you'd think about right away when you start an agency Mm -hmm. as needing, but it's, yeah, it's incredibly valuable. And it's, I don't know. It's neat to see that for me, for someone who's not super social to see other people with that talent and see them utilize that talent in cool ways.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that it's, um, it's a personality trait that can be infectious in the office as well. Um, and I mean, I, I try to see myself as someone that's always building relationships with people, whether that's with my team, um, with friends or, um, people that we want to collaborate with. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so you, you just mentioned um, that event, Not Not Creative. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was and uh, and how that came together?
1: Absolutely. I had been wanting to do something like this for a really long time. And I when I mentioned it to Josh and Helen, um, they got equally excited and um, we were able to produce the event through Fusco, which was fantastic. Um, so when I, when I came up with the idea, it was largely selfish. Um, I was, I wanted to have more discussion and conversation with professionals, um, working in the industry as project managers and producers and account managers and working in strategy. Um, because I just don't think like, I don't think that there are enough conversations that are being had in that space or with those kinds of people that are elevated or that are meaningful. Uh, A lot of the events around um, organizations that support that kind of a role um, largely end up feeling like networking events um, Mm -hmm. that don't bring a lot of value or celebrate the opportunities that we have. Um, I track down some of the best people in the business, you know, to talk about their roles and how they approach their work, issues that they deal with, um, and just opportunities that they see. Um I was also co chairing events for design Week Portland, mm-hmm. and saw that as a great opportunity to meet a lot of people in the in the world and in the community and um, But I wanted to make sure that it didn't feel just like a professional panel um, right so I wanted it to feel cultural I wanted it to feel relevant I wanted it to feel um just thoughtful and conversational. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I reached out to Curry at Spartan Shop and we spent the night um, having some really great conversations and getting to know each other and, and making friends.
0: Nice. So, and the idea was that, you know, account managers and account directors um, and project managers are creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and, you know, I mean, it's funny because I see, And I've sort of played different roles at Murmur, and I know that when I'm, just because I'm not designing or developing, I do feel like I'm contributing. And I do end up feeling proud of work that I've never touched, just because Mm -hmm. I've been in the room, I've been part of the strategy, I've been helping things move along, and i think that very much of the, you know, of the people who play that role here at Murmur as well, yeah. but I, sometimes I think it can feel like every time, you know, a designer presents a new piece of work, everyone's like, Ooh, ah, <laughs> you're so amazing, you know, and, uh, and you don't really necessarily get that as a, as a project manager, <laughs> Yeah, no one's really
1: <laughs> oohing and awing over my spreadsheets. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that it was largely around the idea that we were creative. But it was interesting during that, during that event, um, one of the things that really came out of it that was meaningful to me um, to hear was that we don't actually have to be recognized as being creative, though. You know, we don't have to try to wiggle our way into a creative title or a creative role. Like, we can take pride in being a great producer or being mm-hmm. a great account director or great account manager. Um, and that... We can influence the process and the outcome, um, but that we should be proud about the role that we do play. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. What would you say um, are some of the most important characteristics of an account director?
1: I mean, I think at it, it first blush, when I think about, you know, my role as an account director and what are the characteristics of myself that I think have made me successful or made me like being in that role in the past. Um, I think one is about being proactive and action-oriented, but also thoughtful and empathetic and and able to kind of read a room or look at the landscape um, and to be overly communicative. I mean, I think that whether that's in writing and (laughs) building thoughtful scopes of work to picking up a phone when you feel like things may not be going great Um, but also picking up the phone when things do feel like they're going great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one to remember, but it is important. How would you describe sort of the relationship between an account director and a project manager? Because if for maybe some of the people out there who have smaller agencies and don't have both roles, like Mm -hmm. how do those kind of work together? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think this all, like you're saying, some, some studios don't have both, some studios do, um. And there are a thousand different ways that an account director and a project manager could work together. But I would say at, at Fuzzco um, that it's really collaborative when it comes to, you know, projects and um, studio thinking. Um, my role tends to be about having higher level insights around resourcing, a project schedule, anticipating the needs of the clients from sort of the the. Ten thousand foot view right um and then really having my producer be able to advocate for that vision figure out how to make it work um to be that liaison in the day-to-day um and and touching base with my designers and the design director and our technology director and myself every day to just make sure that it still feels like what we laid out and like the plan that we laid out
0: yeah you know when it gets busy in a studio some people have to put blinders on and and focus and then you know you need that person who's like Able to stick their head up and sort of look around and mm-hmm. survey the environment and be like hey Why don't we do it this way or like why don't we give this person a call? Yeah, um, because it is so easy just to be like, oh my god I have so much to do right now. Like I just have to start plowing, you know Yeah. forest through the trees exactly yeah. <laughs> um how, how does an account director keep clients happy? What are what are some of the ways that you have employed?
1: Clients are also different. And I find that most often we have successful cli- uh, relationships with clients uh, when we take the time to communicate clearly um, and take opportunities to go above and beyond. I mean, I think that that and that looks like anything from beating a deadline to creating work that we're proud of or changes their business in ways that they didn't expect um, or by connecting them with people that advance what they're doing or inspire their, their business or their goals in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: When, how, how do you balance sort of going above and beyond and keeping inside scope?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, I think that at Fuzzco, a lot of the going above and beyond is just a lot of the ideas and the thinking that we bring to the table, even in those first conversations. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, cause I don't think going above and beyond means, oh, you asked for one layout and we gave you four. Right. I think it's really more about injecting ideas that are unexpected or encourage them to take risks or see things in a different way. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so so how, how do you handle when you do have an angry client or someone who's not happy with the work or those sort of inevitabilities?
1: Mm-hmm. I um, have often thought about writing a book about how my years in restaurants um, <laughs> helped me get through uh, moments in professional services. And I think this is one where the rules that I first learned when I started waitressing come in, and that is to acknowledge that there's a problem or acknowledge that the client perceives a problem, um, and then to make sure that we're listening to those concerns and acknowledging that frustration. But then I try to ask questions and get to the heart of what's wrong um, and help them you know, work through it from their end. But then I really just want to make sure that we figure out how to resolve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not only to resolve it, but to ensure that it doesn't happen again you know, and and look for opportunities um, to repair or to build confidence back.
0: Do you have much experience with Fuzco of taking on a client that eventually realized that it's just a bad relationship that doesn't have a resolution? Or are you guys pretty good at filtering out those things at the beginning?
1: Hmm. Oh, I, I definitely think that there are conversations up front and things that we look for when we're taking on new clients um, and try to at a minimum go in with eyes wide open about what those quirks might be. And I'm sure that there have been, you know, clients that we leave um, or that they leave because it isn't a good relationship. I can't think of one offhand that's happened, but I think that when it does, the most important thing to do is, you know, again, to just kind of acknowledge that is to try and make sure that it's left on on the good terms, terms. Mm-hmm. and that you know that there's always an effort to try and correct it um, mm-hmm. if it makes sense for both businesses to do that. But I think more or less it's about understanding that sometimes things happen um, and differences can't be overcome or values aren't aligned. But um, I would say that it's rare. I think that people come to Fuzzco knowing, you know, and excited about what what the relationship will be like and what the work will be like. And, and we take the time up front to try and, to try and prevent, um, anything or a relationship that might not be the best.
0: Yeah. I think that the, in my experience with Murmur, the times where we've ended up with bad client relationships was usually at a time when we were being in a way almost too experimental or sort of trying to be something that we were not mm. and therefore like sort of in a way almost getting discovered you know being like oh you guys aren't exactly what you said you were or something Mm -hmm. you know like when we tried to offer social media services was one of those things it's like we we had all the talent we had all the experience like to offer social media but we hadn't really we hadn't really found a really good reason why we should we just knew we could so we started doing it and i think that like a couple of relationships went sour because we weren't really prepared and i can see how almost the more the better you understand your business the more you project who you are and the less likely you're going to get into those sorts of relationships where sort of expectations aren't aligned.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, expect, setting clear expectations <laughs> and making sure that everyone agrees that all of those expectations are fair is a really great place to start. Um, you know, and I think it's a delicate balance because uh, we have a, a saying, a Slack channel, that is Fuzco figures it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that that sentiment is a really great one. That we are willing to to try new things and to take on projects that might be unexpected for Fuzzco, um, but we take we take risks in those moments intentionally mm-hmm. um, and with a drive to make sure that we that we do it and we're thoughtful in doing it. But yeah, there's definitely times where we'll get approached for a project and Josh and I will be talking and. It's, it's so tempting sometimes to just say like, but we could figure that out and there, but there is a delicate balance when you say, but why, you know, and I, and that always comes back to asking the why around those kinds of questions.
0: Well, thank you so much for all of this awesome information about being an account director and that yeah. experience. Um, I usually ask my guests for three takeaways at the end of the interview. So I, am going to ask the same of you. Um, could you offer uh, three of your favorite tips for account management?
1: Absolutely. For direction. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that at the, I think first and foremost is that we are all humans. And we all have hopes and responsibilities and strengths and weaknesses. um, And that sometimes we have to own our own shit and sometimes we have to accept other people's, um, but at the end of the day that we should really be there for each other and, um, our clients and our teams, um, and acknowledge that I really don't think that anyone is out there trying to be not great every day. So I try to approach things that way. Um. A really simple one is that if it takes more than two emails, pick up the phone.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so often, you know, you can have an email conversation for days and tone gets off. But um, I, I am not a huge phone person. But, man, I have had some of my most um, meaningful and productive conversations on the phone.
0: Yeah, no, that's, we still constantly have to remind ourselves that, but it's so, it's so amazing what a phone call can do when you get stuck in the email world.
1: Absolutely. Well, and I think it goes back to number one, which is we're all humans. And, um, the minute that there's a voice or a face associated with the conversation, it's easy to, to be reasonable and, and to laugh and, you know, and to, to see things as they might really be, um, My last one is get everything in writing, um, (laughs) build smart scopes of work. I think that it's a lot easier to be rational and come to a solution. If there are terms in place, um, that can take the personal out of the conversation, um, when it comes to money or deliverables, I think that it's, um, you know, the saying is that even if you're going into business with a friend, it's even more reason to have a contract.
0: Yeah. Do you build scopes of work into your contracts or is that something that develops, um, after the contract or?
1: We build our scopes of work into a contract. Into a contract. Yeah. Okay. And then they can grow with yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We do the same thing now, but I'm always curious how other people do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everything in writing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. This is really great. Um, hearing all about your career and the count director stuff.
1: awesome well thanks for having me
0: yeah you've been listening to the creative agency podcast with your host chris bolton when he's not podcasting or being a dad he's the digital strategy director at murmur creative in portland oregon be sure to visit us online at dot com.